Hey guys, Diane Canada here. Welcome to the show. We are live. Y'all, a lot of headlines distracting us these days, aren't they? A lot of worry setting in for a lot of people out there, rightfully so. Real evil is just running rampant in our world right now and real people are in harm's way. What about the everyday distractions like people's drama, for instance? Distractions are everywhere and it's no wonder we're exhausted. It's no wonder that we just want somebody to stop the world and let us off. What do we do about it? We can't just disconnect from life, can't just check out. So let's figure it out on today's show. We're talking about shoe fly. Don't bother me. I'll be right back. Now's the time for faith. I will praise your holy name. All right, guys, welcome back. Well, I, the last thing that I want to do today as we get underway is to downplay the severity of the things that were that are going on in Afghanistan right now, the things that are going on in our world. I've been watching the news reports like a lot of you, um, a lot of the news reports from the ground in Afghanistan. I'm seeing the babies being lifted over the wall to our military, parents desperate to get their children out of there. I'm seeing the brutality of the Taliban playing out and I'm aware of the threat to our national security now, um, them confiscating billions of dollars of our weaponry. Um, I mean, how about the complete detachment that our president is showing um, in his cabinet? They just seem really disconnected uh, and still defending these atrocious decisions that they've made. Um, on and on. So, and, and in my own life, I've been recently exposed to um, a lot of people that are on some personal vendetta, some personal mission to either hurt me or hurt people that I care about. Um, distractions, they're, they're like a, a super highway <laughs> in our lives. And a lot of times, like I said, we just want off, but we can learn to manage them. And, you know, this it is possible and not only is it possible but it's really necessary for us to learn how to manage distractions serious ones and not so serious ones i don't know about you guys but sometimes the ones that aren't so serious are the ones that kind of take us down the little things we've we've had um again not to minimize the seriousness of what's going on in the world but just to kind of shift gears here for a minute around our house we brought in a bunch a bunch of fruit recently and we got those little fruit flies, you know, those little gnats, and they've just been like everywhere. And it seems like we can't get rid of them. It seems like we kill a bunch and then there's more coming. And all week this week, it's like I've just been, you know, shooing them. I don't know if y'all saw me yesterday. I shooed one away on the program, but it's like they're just, I, and all of a sudden I realized, like after I've been dealing with them all day, I just realized how annoyed I am. And, you know, these little distractions, these little things that are like, you know, microscopic almost in size, the, the way that they can bother me. It's just incredible. <laughs> but, you know, the little things too, like drama, like gossip, like um, even distractions. Like I, I saw some stats that according to Forbes, did y'all know this, that digital marketing experts estimate that we are exposed to anywhere from 4,000 to 10,000 ads in the course of a day. Can you imagine that? up to 10,000 ads that we see in the course of a day. 
when you're scrolling Facebook with your friends and family, do you know you're going to scroll past on average about 36 ads in your newsfeed every day? I mean, how many times do we hear breaking news, breaking news in a 24 hour cycle? I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy, the distractions. So what, what do we have to do to manage them? Like, how do we do that? So I have some ideas on this today that I want to share and, and I want to share the why, why, why it's so important that we manage them. So before I get into the kind of the nuts and bolts of that, I want to skip around here for a minute and I want to just talk to us about why it's important to get them under control. Um, if, if you're like me, when you allow these distractions to, to get to you, we can become really irritable, cranky, um, sometimes just downright mad. Um, they throw us off. Like I could have the best, most productive, healthy calendar set up for my day and a distraction can throw it into a tailspin and I end up not getting near done on it when I had planned to get done. And that could make me really annoyed. I get then annoyed. I might take it out on my husband. I might snap at my husband or might snap at somebody in my family or maybe um, even my poor doggies. Sometimes they get the brunt of my annoyance. And usually by the time I notice it, it's too late. Like I'm already down that hole. So the reason why we have to get it under control is because in at this time in our culture right now, especially with what's at stake with our country at stake right now, we can't afford distractions. We just can't afford them. Here's why. Because they, they weaken our influence. When we get worn out, when we are exhausted, when we're irritable, when we lose our strength, when we lose our joy and our hope, that's when we lose our influence. God says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I mean, I heard that scripture for so many years, but when I actually studied it and, and it really kind of got inside of me and I, and I understood what that meant, it's so true. Joy, not meaning that we're walking around giggly and happy and giddy all the time. It's not joy. Joy is this inner knowing that everything's going to be okay. It's this inner peace that we have, this inner contentment. That's what spiritual joy is. So when we lose that, when we allow that to get disrupted then we're not nearly as influential in the world. And one of the things I'm trying to do, as many of you know, is build women of influence. So we allow ourselves to get exhausted, irritable, annoyed, mad, all these things. Then we just basically render ourselves ineffective. That's what ends up happening. And we can't afford right now to take our eyes off of what's important. We can't afford to get worn out or to lose our strength. So that joy is where our strength is. So the trick is we've got to get out ahead of it. And how does that look in the day to day? Like practically, like how does that break down? And that's what I want to talk about. I want to spend some time on today because, you know, people tell us that and then they don't tell us how to do it. And so I'm all about telling you how to do it. So the first thing I think we have to do is we have to really master the art of discernment, discernment. I think that's absolutely necessary if we're if we have any hope of peace in our lives at all and certainly in the political climate that we're in discernment. So even though we have the power to monitor our intake, right? We have the power to choose what we're going to watch, the power to choose what we're going to listen to, um we still 
allow ourselves to be overexposed. We allow ourselves to become overwhelmed. There's one of those gnats flying around in here now, y'all. We, we still allow ourselves to go there. And again, I get it. I know how easy it is to get swept up in these distractions. They throw us off completely. But we have to get really serious about discernment. And there are a couple of definitions of this that I uh, looked up that I thought were, were really, really good. Let me find them here real quick. So the general definition of discernment is this. It's the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend that which is obscure. Think about that for a minute. This obscurity, being able to grasp it and comprehend it. The process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about what's true or what's good or what's productive. But I want to concentrate more on the spiritual definition of that today. The spiritual definition of discernment is God guiding us to the best decision. God guiding us to what's the most important thing, you know, for that day. I didn't realize for a long time, like just up until the last few years, I didn't realize that we can go to God for absolutely everything. And there are things, I think it just doesn't occur to us that we can go to him and we can ask him, say, we can say, God, please show me today. Like, what's the best use of my time for today? I ask him that now just about every morning, God, how do you want me to spend my time today? I can have my calendar lined up and I can have my plans for the day. God says, you know, we make our plans, but he, you know, he orders our steps. We can, we can always be flexible. Let me just put it this way. We always need to be flexible to shift to what God needs us to do for the day. So our best laid plans, um, not allowing them to be us to become distracted from them, but allowing them to shift and change if God needs them to for our day. Or maybe we spend a little bit more time in one area than we had planned, that kind of thing. But these are the, the spiritual discernments that I'm talking about. But we, we can go to him. We can ask him. Lord, give me discernment today. Help me to help me to look at my schedule and know what are the highest priorities? What are the things that you need me to concentrate on today? We can also go to him for this. We can ask him, Lord, help me avoid temptations, like to get lost in Facebook for an hour, <laughs> you know, or Lord, give me the wisdom to, to not procrastinate a task or give me the discipline to not procrastinate something that I need to do today. Um, something that I don't really want to do, but I know it's important. We've got to become really, really good at discernment. And sometimes too, that means making decisions like, you know, um, not taking a phone call. Uh, if you're in the middle of concentrating on something, because you know, that's going to be a diversion. You want to take that call, but maybe now it's all about the timing. Maybe now it's not the best time to take it. And you save that when you're in the headspace. I'm one of these people that my husband can tell you it drives him crazy, but I'm one of these people, if I'm focused on something, if I get distracted, I get really, really annoyed uh, because I, the way my brain works, it's like a train, you know, and it just get, get gains speed and it gains momentum and it's rolling down the track and I'm kind of in this zone and I kind of just get chugging, chugging with it. And if somebody interrupts it, it's like that whole thing just comes to a screeching halt. And it's so difficult for me then to step away and come back and pick up where I left off. It doesn't work like that. It's like I got to start the train all over again and get it back up and then get it back up to speed. So kind of knowing yourself, too, will help you 
with discernment. If you're the kind of person who can just jump right back in, then maybe that's not going to bother you so much, you know, but it's knowing ourselves and knowing what, how, how we are productive. Um, what, what, are, what are the skill sets or what are the, how are we wired um, to be the most productive? And then just being fiercely, fiercely protective of that. Um, so at any rate, discernment, that's one of them. All right. I want to also talk to you guys today about, um, hang on, let me get there. I'm jumping around. That's why I'm in my notes. I'm jumping around. Okay. Intentional. So being extremely intentional about our time. Okay. So in context here, we basically have to learn how to value our time and our priorities as something very, very precious. Years ago, somebody helped me relate this to money. You know, we, we don't just go spend our money anywhere. We're careful, most of us, about where we spend it, how we spend it, what we spend it on. So time is your most valuable commodity in your life. You don't get it back. We have so many hours in the course of a day. And so we have to really get intentional about how we're going to spend it. When we get to the end of the day, we want to be able to look back and say, you know what, I was I, like just in school, we used our time wisely today. And it's tempting, you know, like somebody calls or somebody walks in and it's tempting to want to kind of get derailed. Um, but if we can just be really ferociously protective of that commodity, you know, I think that's really helpful with the distractions. I spent a lot of my life allowing people to just use and abuse my time. I spent a lot of time doing that. If somebody wanted to vent or dump on me about something, I just allowed it. You know, I thought, well, they need to talk. I need to be there for them. I justified it in a lot of ways. These days, I'm a lot more careful about who I allow to do that. And I'm a lot more careful about when, you know, and if people will call you selfish, they'll call, you know, you have to be willing to kind of take those darts. It's not being selfish. It's being protective of, of your time and your priorities. You know, you, you need to be there for people. I'm not saying don't be there for people if they're in a, in a really emotional state and it's somebody you really care about, then yes, sometimes you need to be a sounding board for them. But where it gets distracting and dangerous is when that's kind of a habit, especially for the same person over and over again. That's kind of an indicator that maybe you need to set a boundary. Um, you know, you're not the dumpster for other people to empty into. You're not. With their, you know, with all their stuff, um, people need to learn to go to, to the, to the throne and not the phone, <laughs> you know, and we need to learn to do that too. We need to learn to go to the throne, go to God for our wisdom and our direction and not just jump on the, the phone call. And again, I'm not saying this for every case. I think there are times when we definitely need to be there for the people we love, but this shouldn't be something that's going on in your life every day. Um, one of the things that comes to my mind is the serenity prayer. You remember that prayer, guys, that says, um, Lord, help me to, how does it go? Um, to accept the things I cannot change, the wisdom to change the things that I can. Uh, let's see. Let's see. How does it go? Anyway, basically, it's like the wisdom to know the difference. He's praying for the ability to accept what he can't change ability to change what he can and the wisdom to know the difference. That is so, so important for us to remember. Like, what are the things that I can help today? And what are the things that are, that really are God's 
to help? What are things that, that are kind of on God's plate? And that's not trying to take on too much. Um, and then there's some scriptures that come to my mind, because I think we've, we've got to remember that we're living in a natural world right now, obviously, but we're all just, this is a stop on the map for us. And if we can get our minds into eternal mentality and spend more of our time thinking with that perspective, with that context, I think that helps us a lot with the the pitfalls of distraction. So Philippians 4.8 is one that I love. It says, finally, brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right or pure, lovely, of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything is worthy of praise, then dwell on these things. So Joyce Meyer says a lot. She says, you know, worry and, you know, the distraction of worry. It's like you're, you're it's like being in a rocking chair. She says you're, you're busy all day, but you're going nowhere. Right. And this is what this is how it kind of cripples us and, and incapacitates us. But if we will learn to I always say this, if we learn to to change the channel in our mind, switch that channel from the doom and gloom channel and the distracting channel to the inspirational channel. So this is what God's talking about here. Think about what's true. Think about what's honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, what's of good repute, what's excellent, worthy of praise. Dwell on these things. That helps kind of put everything back into perspective. If we realize that there is an eternal destiny that we have, this world is just a stop on the map. But that's where our citizenship is, is in heaven. Another uh, scripture that helps me to kind of get out of this mindset is Psalm 16, 8. And it says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. So all this, I'm not saying that there aren't things going on in the world that make us scared. I mean, there is, like I said, there's real evil happening out there. But what I've learned walking with God long enough is, is that in the moment, if we ask him for it and we put on our spiritual armor, which I'm going to go over here in a minute, but if we ask him to be with us, to, to help us to use discernment, to use good judgment, to know what's important today, to not allow ourselves to fall into pits of despair or, or distraction, all of that, he's faithful. He's very, very faithful. And our whole demeanor, our whole countenance, everything changes when we keep a kingdom perspective as opposed to an earthly perspective. That's the key to it, you guys. So we've got to be, we've got to really master discernment. We've got to be extremely intentional about our time. We've got to have kingdom mentality. In other words, keep things in perspective. We're just passing through on this earth. And no matter what happens here, no matter what happens, the worst of the worst, no matter what happens, we have life after this with him. None of us want to see awful things happen, but the distraction, we, we can't allow ourselves to get bogged down in the distraction of the fear or the worry or any of that. Um, we've got to learn to value our time, right? Fiercely protect it. And we're not a dumpster for other people. All right. And we also remember that kind of like in the movies, when you see the wildebeest, right? When you see like the big herds of the wildebeest, you see that one who's kind of tired or who's maybe not quite as strong as the others and he's lagging behind. He is now a sitting duck for the predator. Okay. When we get weak and we get tired, we're not as alert, then we're, we're easy prey for the enemy. 
you know, we have an enemy, God says in the Bible, that roar, that roams around like a lion, just looking for somebody that he can pounce on and devour. Well, God's people, I believe when we stay strong, when we stay strong in him, when the joy of the Lord is our strength, when we are alert, when we don't allow ourselves to, to get distracted and get tired and get weak, we're like the special ops right now in these end days. We're the special ops in God's army and we can't allow ourselves to become prey for the enemy. We got to suit up. All right. And one of the things that I want to show you guys here is um, the armor of God. And I, I talk about this a lot, but I thought it might be helpful for you guys to see a, an actual graphic on it. Um, but this is something that we can do to keeping our eyes on God and keeping ourselves suited up every day. In the mornings before, you know, my feet hit the floor, Brian and I go over through this prayer. And we literally put on all of our armor in our prayer time. And we say we put on our shoes of peace. You know, this is in Ephesians. Um, we put on our shoes of peace. We ask God everywhere we walk today, let there be peace. Let us bring peace and let there be peace wherever we go. We put on our, I'm going to skip shield of faith for a second. We put on our belt of truth. Help us, Lord, to not be deceived and to see the truth. Help us to put on our breastplates of righteousness, Lord, that we are in right standing with you, Lord. And if there's anything we need to ask forgiveness of, or if there's anything separating it from you, then Lord, bring it to our attention. We put on our helmets of salvation, remembering again, our eternal home, what Jesus did for us on the cross. And then we come back around and we put on our shields of faith. These shields, just like in the Roman army, we, they're very powerful. We hold them up They're They're like God's wings up over us every day. So we hold those those shields of faith up and we quench every dart that the enemy can send and the sword of the spirit, which is the, the word of God. We have to be very proactive in speaking out the truth of God. That is like a sword. It's very, it's a very offensive tactic. So we say things like we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me today. Lord, I thank you that I'm more than a conqueror. You know, you you pick your favorite scriptures, but these are very, very powerful. We, in our own strength, we don't have a lot of power in our own strength. The power comes from God. God's word is where we get our power. And his word, at his word, the enemy has to flee. At his word, all things have to come into obedience. And we have that authority. He gave that to us. He says, I leave you my peace. We have it already. We just need to learn to pick it up and, and get armed with it. You know, he already gave us a shield of faith. He gave us salvation. These are all gifts that we already have. We just need to tap into them. Okay. And th this is the way that we're going to protect ourselves from getting exhausted and, war and, and succumb to the worry and the fear that's out there in the world. This is how we're going to stand strong in the face of enemies. This is how we're going to not get distracted because when we get distracted, it throws us off our path, throws us off of the purpose that God has for us. So we just can't afford it. I want to leave you with two more scriptures here as we close up. Um, Psalms 141.8 says, for my eyes are toward you, God, the Lord. I take in you, I take refuge. You do not leave me defenseless. I love that. And this last one here is Colossians 3, 2. So set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. And that's so, so true. So this is how we beat distraction. This is how we beat worry. This is how we beat, you know, fear setting in and crippling us. It's how we learn to, to 
to discern between what's important in our day and what's, you know, what's dangerous for us to marinate on. We've got to marinate on the things of eternal perspective and not what's going on here. And so does it mean we're disconnecting from the world or that we're out of touch with reality? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Be aware of what's going on, but just don't, just don't um, dwell on it all day long. I'm watching the news. I'm seeing what's happening. I'm aware of it. And then I go to God in prayer, you know, but I limit that intake and we've got to limit it. You can't just sit there all day long and just keep taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. You got to walk away and go get in your Bible or go get into a, a good, healthy conversation or go do something good for your body or, you know, but this is how we're going to manage the distractions so that they don't then get a hold of us and we become ineffective in God's army. Okay. So I hope that's helped you guys today. Uh, I'm going to pray over you real quick as we close. And I thank y'all so much for, for watching. I'm trying this Facebook live thing again. Y'all have been doing all these episodes on my website because social media has been shadow banning. They've been burying me in news feeds. They've been taking me, you know, taking my videos down for the last couple of months. So I just moved everything to my website. You can see all the past episodes there at diannecanadalive.com. Um, but, you know, just the last couple of days been coming on Facebook and kind of trying to, you know, see if I could reach y'all here again, too, because I know some folks have been wanting me to come back on here. So thanks for watching today. But let me pray over you. Father God, I, I thank you so much for this time with these sweet people that are watching. I thank you for this opportunity to, for fellowship. I thank you for the technology, Lord, that we can be live together. We can sit here together in a room and, and hear your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word is still uh, allowed to be spoken in our society. Lord, we just want to pray today over all of the people in Afghanistan that are, that are in harm's way, Lord. I just, I pray for your deliverance there, Lord, one way or the other. I pray for you to deliver those people. And I know that you will God. And as we are tempted to watch the news and we're tempted to just be absorbed in the worry and the fear. Lord, I pray that you would give us the discipline and the ability to walk away from it and to get into something that's helpful, which is your word, God, that we could focus instead on the things that we can change. And we trust you with those things that we can't, Lord. Help us to know that difference. We love you, Lord. I ask that every woman under the sound of my voice right now would have rest in her soul, Lord that she would have a renewed strength, a renewed hope, and that, Lord, you would use her to reach people for your purpose, Lord, that you would use her as a, ma a massive influencer, and that, God, that everything that she does would be multiplied, that you would come alongside her and multiply it, Lord, in her conversations and in her example, maybe that she's showing in her family right now, or, Lord, what, wherever it is that you're using her, I pray, Lord, that it would just be blessed. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks again so much for watching. And I will see you back here tomorrow at three o'clock sharp. Have a great day. Bye, guys.